Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we doing this week? Wait, what? What? New Year? Okay, yeah, great. For sure, yeah, yeah. We're, we're ready. Okay, call back later. <gasps> Clara, get the champagne. God wants us to celebrate. <gasps> Woo! You guys, welcome to another episode of Bible <laughs> Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda and La Clara NYC. Yay. Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year. We are celebrating as instructed by the Lord. Mm -hmm. We have a jam-packed episode of some of our favorite moments of Bible stories with Brianda in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I, we can't wait to like dissect it. Uh, I see what other creators do with their best of episodes of the year. And I think our rundown is takes the cake. I think we're, I think we're gold. Is that too much to admit? No, honey. It is what it is. Because <laughs> the, oh, Clara, come on. The proof is in the pudding. Thank you, babes. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Alrighty, guys. So this is what we have in store. Let me give you guys a little rundown mm -hmm. of how today's events are going to go. We are going to give you guys some of our top moments with Clara, our combos with Clara, if mm -hmm. you will. That'll be our first chunk of the best of episode, followed by our Patreon picks. Yes. You know, last month we asked some of our Bible babes to give us their favorite moments mm -hmm. of the year, and they're going to be highlighted on this episode. Yep. And then uh, the last thing that we're going to dive into are some of our most viral clips of 2021, the most uh, viewed YouTube video of 2021, mm -hmm. and the most viral on IG we're also used to. Mm -hmm. But first... Of course. We have to say our favorite moments yes. of Bible stories. Mm -hmm. Clara, do you want to say your, yours first or you want me to go? Whatever you prefer. Um, I think the, the patrons know them because I think we shared with them. Oh, yeah. Like, the patrons the already call. know what our favorite moments are. I'll start and then you can you follow. You go. So my favorite moment of Bible stories, I mean, I had so many, but the one that just lingers in my soul and like makes me randomly laugh to myself at Starbucks. <laughs> they both, they're two little moments okay. and they happen with Wheezy mm -hmm. and they are hilarious. Wait, let's dive into those right now. Episode six, Sodom and Gomorrah. We're doing Sodom and Gomorrah, my claim to fame. I and she looks like a Gahora. Look at the gold dress, honey. Episode one, Adam and Eve. Despite me feeling these things and these urges, right? Because mm -hmm. the urges are, is the temptation. How am I going to not succumb to them? How I don't I know. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm naked with somebody, I'm succumbing and I so is he. <laughs> <laughs> Those were him. hilarious. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised, you know, Wizzy and you are a laughing. There's a cocktail for laughter. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. We funny. We, we are pretty funny. I'm yes. not going to lie. You too. Hmm. Like I said, like I said, not long ago, I think it was last week on Instagram. I dare anyone that watches the two of you together not to laugh because it's impossible. Okay. So, yes, yeah. she got the funny moment. Wait, what are your favorite moments, Clara? My favorite moment is, um, it was hard. It was hard. I, I had to pick between like a few, but, you, you know, you have to narrow it down. 
But the one that wins for me is um, when Alex asked you if you were psychotic because <laughs> you could hear the Holy Spirit. But I really liked it because it has like, of course, como no, pues, like it can be any other way, some funny moments. But you managed to like flip it and, and turn it into like a super deep... Uh, explanation. Let, let's let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. Episode 17, Battle of Jericho. Anytime you're in a place of discouragement or deep anguish, sadness, ooh, it's going to sound really messed up to say now, but that's the breeding ground for for a calling. Like uh, uh, you utilize that, whether whatever you want to call it, but meditate, meditate on that. And who knows, you may feel a calling for yourself. So I hesitate sometimes of chiming in because I'm afraid to offend. I have a skeptic mind where, like, for example, you just said on the train, you actually heard something. And like me, I'm like, all right, there are psychotic people that also hear voices. So what's the difference of you being psychotic or you hearing from the Lord? That's a good one. I don't think that's offensive at all. I don't think that's offensive. I don't think that's offensive. I, you know, I, can I urge you to saying like, maybe you're just psychotic. No, no, no. I don't. And no. here's the thing. I don't. So when you were to, when you were to, if you were to pose that question, yeah. I know I'm not psychotic. <laughs> See, like, how do we know <laughs> if we're psychotic? That was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah, so no. <laughs> I've actually mentioned this in previous uh, episodes. When I see, you know, homeless people, we live in New York City, and homelessness yeah. is at an all-time high, and in LA too, and 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 in the Bay. Um, and sometimes I see, more oftentimes than not, I see them having conversations with themselves, mm -hmm. and I think, oh my gosh. What if Maybe they're, talking they're to having a full on blown conversation with God? What if they know things that we don't? Now, the reason that prevents me from thinking it's an agitated psychosis is because of the deep sensation of um, like something's connecting here. If anything, I feel the most sane and fulfilled and I feel like I feel so safe and sane mostly when I am experiencing God's presence whether it be auditory which like I said doesn't happen often mm -hmm. but when it does I I clock it and I just journal about it I write about it I try and record it I feel way too at home to feel like I'm at the brink of losing my sanity that's my experience and also for those that do have an agitated psychosis and they are speaking, they may be speaking to God. Yeah, you're right. And sometimes I think that our intellectual minds, these developed three pound masses of fat that we have in our brain, sometimes that can cause us a disservice and a disconnect to God. If we're being honest, as we discussed in Deuteronomy, when Moses says that the thinking mind is sometimes the thing that causes us the most division from God. And now... Let's dive into our favorite combos with La Clara. My little Spanish croquette. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 16, Deuteronomy. Moses tells the Israelites that they can remember God is by creating families with other believers. Ah. 
God didn't want the Israelites to procreate with the fallen people in Canaan. With the Nephilim, he said, no, don't do that. Procreate, uh, uh, proliferate with your kind. Your own. Mm-hmm. And also, wait, hi, Tangi. This made me remind, this reminded me of how, like, you know those arranged marriages that, mm. like, are common yeah. in Indian cultures and whatever? Mm-hmm. How, like, I, I, oh, maybe you can look it up. Alex, I don't know, but they're like wildly successful. The divorce rate for arranged marriages is super low. What? What? What's uh, your thought? So um, it's just divorce isn't popular amongst their culture. So that's why it's And also low. they expect different from the marriage than what we expect. Yeah. What do they expect? Like the role is very defined on what a husband has to do and a wife has to do. And it's like you just perform those roles. You don't expect the support or you don't expect these or the cheating. or Like this is something that is not, you know, on the table. Because yeah. you both know what you're supposed to do. We both like fulfilling. And, and not to generalize all of yeah, those no, relationships. Right. But it's like, as um, Clara was saying, it's like it's not. Uh, we want we focus on happiness. And they're like, hey, no, let's have a successful family. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you is know, that they, so wrong is what I'm saying. I mean. It's not wrong. Is that but so it's just wrong? like, it's not that. I think I'm just traditional. They work. No, no. But it's not, not that the arranged marriage work because, hey, it's not that bad. It's just that it's such a different approach to marriage than yeah. what we're looking for on a relationship or a marriage. So you're trying to look for your soulmate, someone that, you know, like gives like you can make happy and he makes you happy and you both have like this super happy life they don't focus on that there's like what do we need to do to have a lot of kids and like them being successful in life and you have this role and i have this role and that's it so there's there's less room for disappointment Okay, wait, am I Indian? Because i love that. (laughs) sorry i don't believe in soulmates I don't even care about that. My guy doesn't even have to love me. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. I want, okay, no, there will be love. I'm not saying that. But I just think that this idea of soulmates, because it's what we see in TV, it's what we grew up with seeing, we're yeah. romanticizing relationships. That's not, and the Bible shows us that that's not what it is. It's like love is such a, like a, such a small part to a developing a family. It's like, no, you're married, you're married to the commitment. Mm. You are committed to this. If you sign on, if you marry me, we're committed to this. We're not, there's no, we're not getting a divorce, buddy. Mm. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> am, I, am I losing my mind? I guess no. it's because I'm of faith. Like, I have so much faith in what my ancient source text uh, 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 requires of me that I have faith that it will work out. Like, we're not getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, question. Would you guys get a prenup? Like, would you get a prenup? Yes, a hundred percent. You would? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was a hundred percent. Really? Yeah. So that's a su- okay. Listen, for me, hi Tangi. For me, oh, prenups. Okay, wait, Alex, Al, what's your? Would you get a prenup? I would. Really? Yeah, yeah, I would. Like, why not? For because I'm curious, that why is your, we're, why is pre- your... the, we're we're already predicting the end. That no. is assuming no, that no, no, no. that's assuming that you we're gonna be divorced. No, no you don't need not. to use it if you don't divorce. Exactly. But if things go wrong, you're prepared because yeah. if things go wrong, it means that. I mean, wait. If things go wrong, like then things can get nasty. 
So nothing's gonna if, go wrong. If <laughs> they're not gonna go, so if they're not gonna go wrong, then what do you care? You just don't use it ever, and that's it. So But if they do go wrong, well, you call. As it. you say, we're all sinners. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 a little fast. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You gotta be prepared <gasps> if somebody fucks up. No. Yeah. Oh, if my husband <laughs> comes to me. Like, okay, we're gonna have to talk about the prenup. I'd be like, mm, what prenup? What, what, what prenup? There's no prenup. There will be no prenup. We're gonna be together forever. But then you don't have to worry about the prenup. If you're gonna be forever with him, what do you care about the prenup? Exactly. You're never gonna use it, and that's it. Boom. Wow. Yep. Is it because I'm so if you still truly want to be with him forever? Then you yes. shouldn't be scared of the prenup because mm. you're never going to use it for enough. Mm-hmm. No, but for me, it, it even it leaves the window. It's too. I don't want that. I don't want that that avenue open. I don't even want that. It's not an avenue open. It's just like you're covered in case things go wrong. Why am I encasing this? Why am I in case? I'm. So, do I literally? Because, because shit like happens. I just said we're all sinners. Yeah, shit happens. And if we're all sinners, we're gonna handle it in house. Okay, like nah, there's different type of sinners. Yeah, there's different types of like sin. There's no. like Cosby level sinners, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not handling that in house. He said Cosby level sin. That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine marrying? Oh wait, hold on, wait, That's hold on. Saying. You guys bring up. You guys bring up something. Okay, my heart out would definitely have to be Cosby. <laughs> Cosby. Uh, Any kind of like uh, Jeffrey Epstein ish. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That. Okay. All right, you guys may have got me sold. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a prenup. Oh my God. Wow, I didn't even think about that. But for me, I always thought like it assumed that we're going to get a divorce and I will not get married. Like, I would rather not get married. I will never get a divorce. I just, I know. It's not happening. Episode 24, Saul versus David. Bet you I didn't. We should have a segment that's like, uh, listener questions where we read your questions out loud, but do not answer it. <laughs> but answer something completely different. <laughs> you did answer, though. You did say that you don't really believe in it. So Yeah, I don't believe in soulmates. I don't. I, anyone could be my soulmate. Just be over six feet and make <laughs> over six figures. Please, I hope. But it's fine. I'm going to make no, over six figures. No, no. What do you want me to do? No, no. Okay, if they're short, they definitely have to make over six figures. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to lie? Clara, no, what? You want me to lie? I want you to change the way you think. You can't be thinking like that. You want me to change me? You can be thinking like that. I already said I would date someone ugly. But if he makes over six figures, can I? Okay, wait, hold on. But what did I say? I like protection. I like security. How are you going to provide me protection and security True. if we're living in New York and you're not making at least six figures? But 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 here's the thing. Yo soy un culo cagao que ni hago eso yo misma. So I'm, I just, if you guys that aren't Spanish speakers, I said, I'm like a POS. I'm not even making that. So I, but I require that of myself. So like, okay, fair I, I would need to be up there with you. That's not like something that I, I want you to take care of me. No, oh, I'd be down okay. with taking oh, okay, care of okay. us. You saved it now. Saved yeah, I'd be down I feel with like stay at home dad. There's too many girls that think dad. like that. I don't know if it's an American thing or what, but I hate the, the, this mentality where like, oh, let me just be a princess, not do anything. And you have to make that much money. You have to spend that much money. You have to like... 
Where is the appreciate appreciation oh, no. for the person itself? Like I, wasn't I even hate that like mentality. That. My mom was the breadwinner in my family. My mom was dropping cards mm. when we were little, and your parents had to sign like your permission slips as parents. I would literally go to my dad and be like, "Daddy, where's mom so she could sign my permission slip?" My dad would be like, "Maybe I can sign it," and I'd be like, "No, mom should do it." Like my mom was the one. So like I don't even compute that. Okay. I'm down with. A woman being a super omega alpha. I know you are. Them. You're always about like the the independent woman, and yeah. you're all about that. That's why But I'm, I'm like, a lion. Mm. why I want? Yeah, and I don't want to budge on that. For example, if I meet a guy who's not making that yet, but I believe that he okay, will, I feel okay. I got I'll you hang there. by. Also, I'm gonna stick beside yeah. him. Yeah. That's my man, and I'm gonna stick beside him. TikTok, TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um. Anywho, so. Yo, slip in my DMs. There was this guy from the UK that was like literally the first guy. Wow. Hi, Tangi. Uh, um, we're getting to the story, I promise. He slipped in my DMs. He was the first guy to ever slip in my DMs and ask, like, he was like, if you want a boyfriend in the UK, I'm here. I wow. didn't entertain it, but I thought it was cool. I'm probably going to be single forever. No. We should do a show, a dating show, uh, The Bachelorette for me. Put it on the Patreon. Let's Tw do it. Oh my God. I'm it, all in for this. Well, I've already talked to Weezy and Alex about it. We've actually talked about this on a previous episode of Bible stories and people were into it. Like to have- Let's do it. To, oh my gosh. To have uh, like Bible stories listeners or people you know. So listen, sisters and brothers in Christ, if you got a cousin who know a friend who know a friend who goes to church, who's like cute. Okay, gotta be cute. Um, or just like great heart. I would love that. Have them apply for the application. It would be like a one minute introduction video. Do you like that idea, Yomi? Oh my God, I love that idea. Oh, we, he already, um, Alex already knows about it. And then we have you, me, Alex, or Weezy, like, or maybe they're so busy. We could just be us two. Or you, if you, me, if you want to be involved, we have them send it to a certain email, biblestories at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. They send their submissions. We feather through them. Or you guys feather through. I shouldn't even be involved. You shouldn't even see them until I shouldn't the even day. See, yes. Oh my God. That's, I love these. Episode 27. King David's downfall. Give us a brief synopsis. The most great scenario that you can think of, of is... You had a corporate job. I had a corporate job. And um, whenever I saw things like what you mentioned about Andrew um, or, or whatever, like other people that you see, you know, like doing well and just like growing so fast. And instead of being inspiring, like you just mentioned now, and that's how I feel now, it was something like... It's another reality, like somewhere that either is not meant for me or that I'll, there's n no point even thinking about it because it's not going to happen for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, it, it, you can see it from a different perspective when you're a better place also. Like you have to be prepared also to, to, to feel inspired by those things. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, I'm surrounded by people that are so business savvy and successful and uh, came from other disciplines and became successful in entertainment, quasi-entertainment, whatever you want to call the internet, right? I don't know a reality where I didn't want to tell stories. I literally don't. So, but, but it's very, uh, it, it's, I need the other... <laughs> You grab that mic, girl. Like, I need that other, uh, like, perspective to kind of ground me, though, because a lot of people, like, the people that I'm speaking to, they work real jobs. 
they the real estate. Some people work in sales. Some people work in tech. Some people work mm -hmm. in engineering. Some people are investors. Some people are whatever have you work at a supermarket. Like I'm speaking to people who they they have other goals and stuff. So when I hear like you and Wheezy, I know Wheezy works in entertainment now, but Wheezy has a very logical, like a very pragmatic. I don't want to say normal person because obviously she's not, but like normally brain Average, sort of. Yeah. Whereas like. Psycho weirdos like me, like it's when I see those people, I'm like, oh my god, give me the answer, give me the antidote. No, um, because I've only funny. always ever wanted to to do it, to be on stage. But I think that's what's so cool about you. Like you only wanted to do that, and that's what you did. Like, do you know how many other people always wanted to be an actress and are working well, okay. at a nine to five? Well, let's Which, all, listen, Claire. Fine. I'm going to cut you off, but let's also say that I'm also ridiculously delusional. And I, you know, you don't like it when I say this, but I'm telling you, I'm so unsuccessful. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Like when you talk to people and they ask you, Oh, Brie, like, like the first couple of years is fine. People know that you're pursuing something that's hard to get, you know, high risk, low reward. So they offer you a little bit more grace mm. when you're 10 years in and you're at the same spot. There's no grace. Like at one point I'm 27 and people are like, you still doing that Brie? Come back home. That's, what's going on? That's what I was at on my corporate job oh, yeah? for 10 years. Same shit. No progress. And on top of that, I'm doing something that I don't like. Mm. So at least you're doing something that you like. Oh, I'm with that. Ooh, that hits. I couldn't do i die. I would die. I, I don't want to be dramatic. And I should probably stop because I do have suicidal ideation. So let me stop. <laughs> But like, I can't imagine a reality where I wasn't doing something that was fun for me. It's like the, and I've tried, I've tried the regular life. I've, you know what I've said to my mom sometimes, mom, I'm getting a real job. And she's like, oh my God, thank God. Like, thank God. And then like a month later, I'm like, mom, I couldn't do it. I quit. And I left that office and I said, bye. And then I'm going back to the bar. <laughs> Like, I cannot tell you how many times I've replayed that same thing. Uh, uh, but at the end, you know what's so funny about that, though? What? The people around me, when I tell them that I'm going to go back to auditioning, back to performing, they always go, of course you are. But they don't say it like a negative way. They, no. they almost say, like, like, good. I, my, I'm, I'm happy that the people around me, like, they think I'm crazy, and they, they get it, and they know they're tired of me being poor, but they believe that there's nothing else that I would be right for. Do you know the saying, la cabra tira al monte? Uh, sorry, Española, we've <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> Dilo otra vez. La cabra tira al monte. I don't know how to La like, cabra tira al monte. Yeah, like the goat always goes to the mountains, I guess. Ah. Or to the hills. Because that's where, like, she's drawn to or, or belongs to. Or oh, whatever. I'm into it. I'm into it, man. And I hope that anyone who's listening to this kind of like, I don't know gets fired up by it, you know? Like, you're not alone. By the way, the people that are successful, they're struggling. And they, they, and they struggle in hard, okay? It's all, it's a struggle. We're all figuring it out. We're all figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So we might as well just have fun or try. 100%. I yeah. know it's hard. And keep trying. It's important to keep trying. Because I had, like, well, how do you say, tirar la toalla? You were going to uh, uh, throw the towel. Throw the towel. So yeah. Like, okay. So... I was like so ready to throw the towel so many times. I don't know. It sounds like super like, eh, cliche. Like, okay, you're doing this fucking amazing show here at WTF Media. Great. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I used to. No, but honestly, I was three months ago. I'm not talking about last year, 
three months ago, I was hating it and like yeah. ready to like, ah, I just, whatever. I'm going to resign myself and just accept no, whatever. Because, that's no way to live. But yeah, don't, don't. So any chance you have, I remember the first time I had the chance to, to sit on your show. I was shitting myself. I was like, yeah. hell no, I don't want to mind. With Alex, yeah. yeah. That and was then I was like, if I say 17. no to this, I'm not having any other opportunities. So I'll just have to sit down there and figure it out. And you're figuring it out so well. And that's what you have to do. It's also an, another thing that I've noticed that great people do is they do the things that scare them. And if anything, if anything, what I've noticed from the hours of interviews that I've listened to by all the greats that I find great, mm -hmm. Howard Stern, Anthony Bourdain, mm -hmm. um, Dave Chappelle, uh, Jesus, uh, freaking Salma Hayek, all these different interviews, when they ask them how they stay motivated, how they pick their next project, Cause we, we listen. We gotta think about us making it, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you should be thinking. And then we, once we make it, where do we go? That's the next thing, right? So I'm, I'm, I like hearing successful people talk about their process. And the, I'm telling you, it is a common thread that they all say: if something kind of scares me, if something kind of feels like oh, I don't want to release it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to go out for it. Oh, but God, I kind of do. Oh, I don't want to. Bingo. That's when you know that's the direction you need to be going mm. in. And as God is my witness, that's a message. I just got the chills saying that. So like, chances are, if it feels scary in a good way, you're on the right track. Mm. So keep going there. Keep refining. By the way, como dije anteriormente, like, yo soy un culo cagao, que I'm, I'm here still. Like, un culo cagao, for, the, for those who don't speak Spanish, like, I am in the trenches with y'all, okay? And I'm telling you, I, I, I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing, I'm kind of close, and I want to give as much information that I have as possible. Because mm -hmm. you best believe, when I'm around successful people, I don't shut up. I'm like the person that, well, no, actually, to be honest with you, I do shut up, and I watch. I, I, uh, I, I do shut up, and I watch, and when I do have an opportunity to speak, I keep the words that I say at a minimum, but I make sure that they're, that they're sharp. And I try and ask the right questions. Mm. Not any old question. I don't want to try and be a brown noser. The sharp, like I want to, and, and anything I can get from them, I want to tell you guys. <laughs> like, you guys, here's a tea, guys. Successful people are depressed, <laughs> but they're resourceful. <laughs> Episode 37, King Ahab's death. Mm, no need. Uh, Preventative wear, preventative baby Botox is what they call them. First of all, another reason why women in their 30s are just like grown ass women should can or should be the ones encouraged to do it is because A, they can afford it. Like in my early 20s, I didn't, I couldn't afford getting Botox. Mm. I could barely afford my energy bill, my rent, let alone getting my face paralyzed. Most importantly, I think when you're in your 20s, you should have different priorities. Like you're still trying to figure out who you are. On your 30s, however, you have figured it out, and now, okay, you can correct a little bit here, you can do this a, a little bit there, and it's not gonna affect you, or it shouldn't affect you um, psychologically. Like, to me, there's a huge difference between doing a little enhancement, the same way that people wear brackets to straighten their teeth. Oh, braces. Braces, mm -hmm. when it's n not needed, like, some cases, like, my teeth, watch, this is the next shit I'm gonna be doing. But. The next thing is teeth? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you cannot have good. <laughs> you guys make us rich. The first bag, because we know Cardi B told us that teeth are not, I don't even listen to Cardi B, but like, Cardi B, shout out to Cardi B, Dominican. Hey, hola, mi reina, mi paisana, la Cardi. <laughs> Anyways, she's said that fake teeth, 
very expensive. It a good, is. A good set of teeth. It is, but it's worth it though. Oh, one done well. Yes. Yes. Again, but one done wrong. So but bad. But that's the same as anything you do, especially on your face. If you like, if y'all want a tip, wait a little extra, save a little bit extra and do it with a, a surgeon. Do it with someone that knows what they're doing. Research, research. research. Like this place that I went to, I've been following for them for a whole year. Checking everything, every pe person tagging them, making sure they didn't fuck up anyone. And they're like, I just loved every single picture that they posted up. On, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like there's places that I follow that I, they do good jobs too. But sometimes you see a picture every now and then just like, mm, this looks a little too ducky yeah. or too like, yeah. This place, I love every single picture. It's super natural results. Like that's you know, what I'm looking for. Oh God, every, it breaks my heart every time I see, because I see them on my TikTok for you page. I don't know why they're tracking me, <laughs> but uh, um, botched surgeries and botched, procedures and stuff botched a meaning that they yes exactly they turned out poorly yeah. or under their like projections i <laughs> guess and quality in terms of quality and it makes me so sad especially with like the bbl oh. craze i was wondering like 30 years from now is the bbl body going to be how we look at like 80s implants most likely Most likely, you know, because, because trends you, change, trends change and BPL, it doesn't look natural. Like the same way that in the 80s or early 90s, Pamela Anderson had her boobs done. And yes, it's a bigger pair of boobs and but it doesn't look natural. And now you have these amazing surgery that makes bigger boobs, but look super natural. You know, mm -hmm. so BBL now it's the Pamela Anderson version of that. That's my opinion. Like, I'm mm -hmm. sure that it will evolve to a point where you can achieve the same result, bigger boobs or like bigger butt, smaller Some waist. BBLs do look natural. Do they, like, and I'm like, I'm hoping that that's what was intended, but I've been seeing a lot of BBLs. Uh, I'm seeing the, the surgery evolve the more people are doing it. And in my head, I'm like, That's so much pain. Did you know that one in every 3,000 BBLs, one patient dies? <gasps> dies? Dies. It's Ooh. the highest mortality rate for plastic surgery. Some doctors don't even do it. Wow. Yeah, it's what because- What is it? Like what- I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, I mean, not exactly. Uh, Priyanda, <laughs> science. <laughs> I'm not a surgeon and I'm not a doctor and I'm not qualified to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. But uh, this doctor on TikTok said that The reason why it's one of the plastic surgeries with the highest mortality rate is because the whole procedure is actually transferring fat from one part of your body to another. And when you're puncturing uh, the buttocks area, which is like the biggest, that you have some of uh, uh, the most like vital veins in that area. Mm -hmm. If you puncture a vein, then fat can go all the way skyrocket up to your heart. You have a stroke then and there. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's why. That's why. Uh, and those with those odds, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but I will stick with my mm -hmm. mid body. Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. And by mid, I don't mean mid. I like my body, but I'm just saying. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm more of a face. I agree with girl. that. Like, <laughs> I, I would never. I cannot speak for other people. I can only speak for what I like. My boundaries are. Um. To me, 
if going through that procedure is going to give you chances to die, to me, it's not worth it. Mm. To me, it's not worth it. And if you are at a place where you feel like you need it, by that I'm not saying don't do it, but uh, like do a lot of research. Like, I don't know, like if you really, really, really feel like you need that to accept yourself, work on your brain towards accepting yourself. Because to me, like even like I just had my leaps done, but I didn't need it. You know, like I was perfectly fine without it, but hey, I like it. And these wears off. These I'm not under the the knife like i'm not putting my life at risk just to look a little bit whatever you know what i mean but hey that's my point of view yeah i'm sure there's people that are completely against every type of procedure good for you like don't do it then like you're totally entitled to your opinion and there's people that are pro doing everything as long as you're safe and you make sure that you're you know like checking where you're doing good for you too Episode 34, Good King, Bad King. Um, like, whatever. I don't, whatever. I, 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 the truth is, like, I don't know if I have insomnia. It's not diagnosed. I'm not going to play, you know, Google MedMD. But, like, I've been really struggling the last couple of weeks. And I've been, like, falling into some, like, old stuff. Like, I've talked about it on Super Trip countless times, but not here. But, like... I have eating issues and body image issues and shit. And it's just been really tough the last couple of weeks, like with eating and stuff. And because so much of the show is me and being on and whatever, I can only fake it for so long until it like reaches a head. And I think I reached that head. And you know, Clara, you are such a beacon of light because high tangy, not high tangy, but you and I are new friends. The friends that I've cultivated now for years know this about me, and I think that that's really important, talking about your mood disorders or your, you know, with your with your friends and intimate family, so they know mm-hmm. how to be around you, you know? Mm-hmm. So they know how to deal with you, and for lack of a better word, like I don't want to say it, but it is that way, and this is our first time. The first time you actually witnessed maybe like a little mania for me, and you were very open and you said, I've never dealt, I don't know how to deal with this, I've never had anything like this happened before. And it kind of reminded me of the way my mom handles things when I talk to her about these things. This is, and again, you, you will never get offended by this, but mm-hmm. um, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important. Okay. I was talking to you about changing the, the day and completely not acknowledging your like schedule and like the things that you have to take care of. That's why I'm saying it's, it's going to sound really messed up, but it is a little bit harder to love and work with people with mental challenges, right? Like any kind of challenge, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And you voiced your thoughts about, okay, well, now that we know that this could potentially be a thing and I'm going to go on two big podcasts next month, it's only going to get more intense. We need to find different protocols to make sure that the show still runs smoothly. Again, we're a team of three. It's me, Clara, and sick. Mm-hmm. We're very small, but we need the show to keep going on. We're still on listener acquisition mode. The show must go on. The baby. show must go on. And I, that's why I'm saying, I don't want, this isn't an excuse for anything. This is honestly just transparency in case you see me be a little erratic or something, or I'm fine. I'm good. I'm blessed. And I'm grateful. Um, but I wanted to let you guys in on it. I'm not like one of those people that like, I know you're going to talk about it in the comments, so I might as well talk about it right now. <laughs> um, uh, but when I was talking to you about what was going on with me, you were so open enough to under, to hear what I was saying. Uh, 
I, I think there's a, a teachable moment here, a learning moment for mm -hmm. the both of us and for people listening. Mania is a different, looks different for everybody, but there are certain things that are the same, like creating scenarios in your head that don't exist, uh, hyping yourself up, you're limitless, you're, it's like this thing, and then you also feel experiences of like worthlessness. Uh, it like all comes to a head, you know? Uh, you, for me, in the instance of me, it's like I experience a lot of different rumination, like like not wanting to live kind of rumination. Not that I'd ever do it. I've never th thought about, you know, yeah. you know, but I'm just trying to be honest here. Uh, that day I was advising you what was occurring and you said some things that I think is a great moment for them to listen to uh, uh, and also a teachable moment for both of us. Just say it. Perfect. So in that moment you had said something and I was like, oh, crap, it's because she doesn't know and it's fine. But like you had said, Brie, you need to sleep, You and, which you're right. Just bleep that. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Your body needs this. You need to knock yourself out. Mm -hmm. And you literally were just trying to find solutions. That's the way you are. Um, in the throes of mania, what you, I don't even remember part of it, but I remember how I felt. And I remember feeling like you had told me, uh, you, this is what you said. Brianda, go to the drugstore, take a drug, knock or yourself cry yourself out. to sleep. Knock yourself to sleep. Valid, valid, because you're trying to find a solution to get me to stop, to get me to chill. In mania, like when you said that, in mania, in mania, it sounds like drug yourself, cry yourself to sleep, and what my mania does is go and don't even wake up. Oh hell no! No, and I know. No, 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 no. no. Okay, yeah, I know. You know, I didn't mean it like that. But now that I've learned it, it's like, you got to, no, okay, so this is what yeah, I'm saying. Okay. So wait, and, and it's not just you. I already know when I would tell my mom about anxiety, the first thing she'll say was, get it together. What do you want me to do? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's because she is in the same le lens as you, like, find a solution, get to it, get it. Like, I have an immigrant mother. Like, so, it's something, hey, 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 well, I, let me just let me finish real quick, and I want you to come back. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, when you're developing a relationship with someone who does have, let's just say, generalized anxiety disorder, bipolar, whatever Mm -hmm. Like how you say it, it, it's going to be annoying. And I know no, it's not annoying. how you speak to them really does matter because, oh my God, I was imagining like crap. You know what I did the second I hung up with you? I called my girl, Louisa, shout out to Louisa. Here's your handle here. I love you. I love you. This is so important to have like people around you and how God speaks to you in different ways. In that moment, I didn't hear God in that moment. I was so far from faith, but I was far from him. He was not far from me in that moment. I called Louisa. And the first thing she said was, she said, Brianda, right now, you're not in an okay place. Clara didn't mean anything by that. Trust me, Clara loves you. She wants you here. Take that out of your head. And she just stayed with me on the phone, and it was so awesome. And I say, I'm revealing this testimony, not to demonize anyone here because I love everyone involved, but just as a way to show, like, even, like, when we're at the darkest spot, you know, like, the Lord is there for us, and he'll show up. And in that moment, he showed up for me in friendship, you know? Even using you, even using you, you know? And I think it was a really uh, teachable moment and I was not gonna talk about it, but I think it's dope to express that because I think we could learn from this, all of us. And tying into Bible, like the Lord always has us. And like anytime you, I asked the Lord in that time, I was like, please come, like, please come here. I need help right now, right now. It's so funny because the Lord will sometimes He'll see you in code red. The Lord will literally say, say the word. The Lord will tell you, say when. 
and he will say when. And he used you to get me to say when. And guess what? I actually ended up that night. I did. I, I'll say it right now. Like I ended up taking my, my friend Louisa was like, take chamomile tea, take a sleeping tea. She's right. You need to sleep. Um, I wouldn't say drug yourself, but like, or knock yourself out, but like, she's right. And I ended, I ended up doing that. And that's exactly what I needed. The next morning, it was exactly the way you guys said, it felt like the day before was a rush. Like it didn't even happen. It felt like a dream. Yeah. You did say that. It felt like a dream. It didn't yeah. even feel real, but oh, those are one of those moments in life where when you're sitting in your sixties and seventies and you're thinking about like really dark stuff. You're That's one of those that. moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Clara, please chime in. Like, what are your what what are your thoughts? We're new friends. This is a new show. You guys, sorry, the intro is going to be a little longer than usual. Um, stay if you don't like this, come next week. I don't know what to tell you. This is important. Or for us. skip to the beginning of the story that you'll have the timeline stamp. Exactly, I'll have the, the timestamp. Oh. Skip to the story. That's fine. No, I actually think it's super dope that you bring this up. I think. Um, I would never get offended by that. If anything, I'm glad that you want to talk about it and express it because I told you, I'm new with this. And I can only mean good by you being... Because the closest that I can imagine in my head is being down. Okay, because like we all go like through ups and downs. Every single one of us. And that's the closest experience that I have to it on my personal way. When you're down... I will never get offended by, even if she was like, you were thinking bad things about me or whatever. Like, I know it's not like, it's, it's not your, it's like the down mood, whatever it is. Right. But I think it's good that you tell me, not only me, um, to learn for the future, you know, occasions, but it's, you speak about it on mic. Cause there's a lot of people like me that have never interacted with people that suffer from ups and downs, like, like real ups and downs, not what like yeah. average like people would go through you know like yeah. when it's chemical. mental health yeah mental yeah. health like imbalances chemical imbalances so it's good because we don't know how to like you mean like like your friend said like i'm in my best i what i mean is is good but i may not know how to you say know it, how, how to, to say, say it. it or i don't not only how to say it but i don't know how you're reading it which is i think the most um important thing here i i need to learn how you read it on those times so i know how to address things when that happens again and i just like the hell no it just came out like that because it's funny how different perspectives depending on where you are mentally can read things differently because of course like this is understood i would never like oh go to sleep no don't ever wake up never but it's funny that your brain goes there because to me, I'm thinking scientifically here. I'm trying to figure Clara out. Clara the scientist, no. everyone. <laughs> no, I, I'm just trying to think. I am no doctor, um, psychiatric, whatever. But I do know that the body needs rest. When the body is not well rested and not well nutrient, doesn't have enough nutrients and okay. water, like fed it doesn't operate as normal so and i think i told you that the day after yeah whatever's going on probably sleep is not going to fix it but it's going to ease it a little bit yeah when you are not well rested and you haven't um had the nutrients that you need and what haven't drank enough water you don't process things as smoothly and i I, like i really i knew and i knew you had been not sleeping for at least a good, like a, a few nights. And 
this cannot be healthy. So, and the only reason why I said knock yourself out is because you, I told you, like, you have to find something. If you can fall asleep, yeah. take something. And you were like, oh, I already took melatonin and it's not working. I said, go for something harder then. And it's melatonin. not like, yeah, it's yeah. not some, it's not like go for something harder, don't ever wake up. It's you need to sleep. Yeah. Maybe sleep is the conflictive word. Now I'm just realizing you need to rest. Yeah. Because sleep can be permanent. Rest, not, oh, kind of also. But whatever. Your body needs to rest. And if A is not working, try B, try C, try C, cause, or D. Because you need to rest. And then tomorrow everything's going to be different. That's the only, that's the only thing. But I'm, I'm actually grateful that, um, that you're sharing this. Because I want to like, learn how to, how to um, manage in, in, in these situations, you know? Not well, yeah. Right, but like, you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> this isn't the flat. I mean, I, it, this isn't the last time. It's going to be something that's a part of me, right? So, like... As I regulate, I might as well keep you abreast. And the listeners too, like, because this is just a part of it. For sure. And you know, and like I don't want to ever lose that. I don't want to ever not. Babes, that's who you are. And everything comes with a good and a bad side. The bad side is those um, downs. But there's a bright side to it too, which is your character probably or your personality is Can I be honest with you? No, God's character, God's personality. And this is where I'm going to talk my Christian stuff. I know you're rolling your eyes, but I didn't even share that for me. I shared that as a way to show where God was in that moment. Like, but if you see it as me, that's great. However you want to synthesize it. But I'm telling you, for me, it came from like using my platform to amplify God's presence in my life. Which is great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like... That's all I have to say. Yeah. And yeah, no, I got to sleep and I got to eat. Best of 2021 Patreon picks. Bible Babe Helen, episode 29, Solomon's Reign. Hmm. I was just saying, you guys, hi, Tangie, not hi, Tangie. I would love to date a man with similar qualities to you, but the fact that you're an atheist. Like, you are so um, gentle with your... uh, criticisms and you're so thoughtful and hardworking and literally every single, I could go down the list and I'm like, dude, if you were a freaking dude, that would be it. And I'll, you got to believe in God. That's a major one. I got to be, one. yeah, I should be, I, I, I would have to be Christian for you. You to, would have to yeah. be. Yeah, you, yes. Yes. But I, mean, I appreciate it though. You know what I was thinking? And I know my Christian brothers and sisters are going to be like, hold strong, sister, hold strong. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, the reason why I say Christian is because I want to know and be sure that our father they chose him for me. I don't want to pick the best guy that I want. The best guy I want doesn't wear underwear. He's a rock star from Brooklyn. That's what Brianda wants. That's what turns me on. <laughs> but I know that that man is not going to church, is not He's reading no his good. Bible. He's not. He's no good. Unless you're a Christian in a rock band and like a death metal band, I would love that. That'd be dope. And you're a Christian. But anyways, what I'm saying is it's about what the Lord wants for me, not what I want for myself. I understand. So like lately, I know when I haven't been praying, I go, well, maybe if he's spiritual, well, maybe. You guys, dating in New York Mm -hmm. is so hard being a celibate Christian girl. But that's, I feel like that's something that most girls or men probably do too. When you're like want to be in a relationship for too long and you can't find someone you're like should i lower my standards a little bit but guess what you should not because it's a recipe for failure really 
if you lower your standards. So okay, you're yeah, right. Stay strong. So I was thinking, like, maybe it's not. No, again, I'm not. I'm not budging. I'm just entertaining the idea because this is a podcast, and what we do, we have conversations. Maybe it's not lowering my standards. Maybe it's expanding. No, no, it's okay, lowering. Got it. Great. It's not expanding. <laughs> It's not expanding, honey. Thank you for calling me out on that. Okay, you're right. Bible Babe Akaya, episode 23, David and Goliath. I had a question for okay. you. Okay, I was like, do you want to dive in the story? I'm going to answer your question. All right. I had a question for you. Um, well, you know I'm not very familiar with the church, religion, whatever. So first thing, like I said since my first day, I don't want to offend anyone or get anyone in trouble. But I was thinking the other day about the Vatican and how high rank the Pope and the ones that are around him or whatever, like priests, mm -hmm. I don't know, um, makes me think whether if at certain rank, do you still have such a strong faith in God or you start to operate more in a political way? Also, seeing the Vatican looks like a palace itself, like so much material richness, right? And I'm just thinking that could be Okay, those are two things. Those are two things that I want to, that I want to, bow, bow, <laughs> sink my teeth into. I'll start with the, the, the latter, the church stuff mm -hmm. that you're saying. The Vatican is so beautiful. You know, sometimes you go to these um, churches that take over 300, 400, 500 years to make, right, to get it right. I want to say why can't god be a god of aesthetic no i'm not i'm not talking about the beauty of it i'm oh, talking about the material richness like gold pure gold pure like every attire that they wear is like silk and all these jewels that they mm. wear like the diamonds and the emeralds and like that looks a little like huh. not modest or not can i tell you what i intuitively think yeah. about that and I, I, you're just asking me this now. I haven't thought about this long enough. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I would have a different answer if I had enough more time to, to let it sit. Mm -hmm. But my emotional impulse is to say, I think that it's so that we are reminded that none of this matters. If we give you, if we give you something of the most value, man, man-made value, mm -hmm. then that means that. We, I guess what I'm saying is it would take something of that high value to strip it, to, um, uh, to take control back from it, to remind you that this isn't by Al. Oh, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> by Alex. Alex Media, everybody. Um, to remind us all that this is nothing. Whereas if those priests were wearing like Fashion Nova scrubs, I don't think it would have that same effect. No, it, but it's more so, you know, the monks that mm -hmm. wear like no material luxuries. Yeah. It's more so like, it was a very comfortable way of showing everybody what you shouldn't be, you know, aiming for when you're surrounded by all this richness and all this. Which brings me to the first half of your question. I, we can't say that, and I, again, we're talking about Catholicism and, and all the church institution. Yes. Yeah. But that when, when you're at that level, I think that's where all the gold and the gems and the jewels are at. Mm. When you talk about grassroots, you don't see that. 
and yet they're still, you know, teaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. They're very low, like no frills, very, you know, humble churches exist. You know, it doesn't apply, but that, that brings me to your, to your, the first half of your question. Do you think that as the rank gets higher in priesthood, in whatever have you, again, I'm not a, I'm not Catholic, um, do you think that they begin to distance themselves from God mm -hmm. and become more, is, I'm just reiterating your question, more about the politics involved. Mm -hmm. I think that with any uh, group industry organization that is as big and vast as the Catholic church, you're bound to, uh, there are bound to be some holes in the system. Mm -hmm. um, and that is proven. Right. See the movie Spotlight. Okay. <laughs> like, I will. Um, yeah. So, and that, that's like the extreme. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do, I do think that there may be uh, some chances of those things happening, but that occurs with size that occurs as things expand. Mm -hmm. That's why so there's so many different tentacles to Christianity. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, because as much as I am a non-believer, I do believe that the church at a lower, lower meaning farther from the Pope yeah, yeah. level um, does some really good um, social work, for yeah. example. But I've, that's where my question came from, where at some point do they get lost in it? Because if you look at the church in the very ground level, it's like very dedicated to the others and to like solving. And when it comes, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, it depends on the view. Like, I, I have a, you start at an A, at an A plus with me first. Mm. And unless you, like, you're innocent until proven guilty. I like, I, I have a more optimistic view of it. Like, I can only hope that they are doing what their, 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 their duty is. Mm -hmm. But before their duty is their relationship to God, mm. if you're nurturing that like a domino, the rest follows. Mm. Your relationship with God is compromised if you're not doing actionable deeds. Mm. Bible Babe Jova, episode 26, David and Bathsheba. David goes to his rooftop. He's just sipping his brewski. And all of a sudden, he sees a woman, a naked woman, bathing herself on top of another roof. Now, for context, guys, this isn't just some harlot uh, showering on a roof. During these ancient times, the rain was caught on the roofs, so it was very common for people to take showers on the roof. Okay? That woman's name was Bathsheba. Okay? David spots Bathsheba, and he's like, who is that? Sade starts playing in the background. Romance. Uh, uh, what's his name? Kenny G saxophone, <laughs> like candles. He sees her and he gets drunk off of emotions. He's never seen a woman this beautiful. He goes and asks his armed officials who she is. And they say, oh, that's Bathsheba. That's one of your army men's wives, Uriah, you know? And he goes, oh. He tells his armed people to grab her for him. Oh All right, my guys. God. Yeah, hold on. 
I like need a minute because this is wild. This is wild. This is wild. Clara, I, I'm struggling telling the story because I'm still kind of like processing it. Like I said, David gets his armed officials to get Bathsheba. And, um, I, you know what, let's go into, into some scripture for some, for some context. Oh boy. Scripture, second Samuel chapter 11 verses three to four. And David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him, and he lay with her. Now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanliness. Then she returned to her house, and the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Now, you guys, there are a couple things that I wanted to know. You guys, trigger warning, trigger warning. If you've been SA'd, uh, if you are a victim of sexual assault, please, uh, this trigger warning, okay? We're about to talk about some stuff here. There's no easy way to say this. Uh, David raped Bathsheba. Whoa. He R-worded Bathsheba, and I, I guess I was so focused on other parts of the story when I would read it in times past, but we're reading this with at least with me, I'm like reading these things in a way I'd never had before, you know? And it says nothing about Bathsheba consenting to being intimate with David. In fact, we know, uh, per the laws of hermeneutics, when two people are having consensual sex, they say terms like he got to know her or they married, like, you know, that they, they had sex or whatever. Mm. But here it, they, it does not say that. It also says now she had been purifying herself from her unclean, uncleanness, meaning she really was just taking a shower. She was not doing, look like, eh, she was not enticing him or alluring him at all. This was a woman she was taken advantage of. It also says that he took her. You know what I'm saying? That is not the same verbiage that you use with. So, you know, all of it points to she did not consent. And furthermore, if you continue reading, which we'll get to next week, but the Lord rebukes David for this act. And while the Lord is rebuking him, he is only referring to David being the, the person being punished, the aggressor, the whatever. So that's the Lord. The Lord knows what's going on, and he knows that Bathsheba was not to blame for this. Anyways, Bathsheba ends up becoming pregnant from that rape. Oh, God. Come on. Yeah. Bible Babe David, Episode 32, Ecclesiastes, Volume 1. That's annoying. I, know. I don't know. That would be annoyed by that. In fact, I want a God that's annoyed by that. I don't want a God that's, like, constantly talking to me, like, it's okay, baby. Uh-uh. It's okay. You know what? You'll get it next. No! I want my God to, to, to teach, teach us all a lesson. We, do, we deserve death. Like, we, it's the le- we have, he has so much mercy on us. You know what I mean? So, like, the fact that he even is able to, to give us relation, great relationships, money, houses. Some people don't even have that, hmm. right? But they, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm short-circuiting right now because I'm trying to, I'm trying to convey this idea. I can see it. That all the Lord wants from, from us. Actually, the Lord doesn't want anything from us. 
Oh, oh, now I'm cooking with gas. We don't, he doesn't need us. God doesn't need us for anything. And that's what I mean. Like, he's so merciful. How do I say this? Like, we need him. Oh, I wish I could say what I'm feeling into words and I can't do it. This is what I'm saying. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a girl. But I'm trying to put, I'm trying to like say what I want to, what I'm feeling right now. And I don't have the words. This is what happens, guys. Sorry. That was, that was, that was dope though. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get better, you know, and, 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 and for those Bible listeners who just witnessed me, like literally short circuit, if you have the words of what I was trying to say, please comment them so that I can pin them and we can all, cause I don't know, you may know more than me, you know, but please, I will repost it. Cause I really want to say what I want to say right now. And if you saw what just happened, you know what it is. What we do here. This isn't the end goal because our bodies, and it describes in Ecclesiastes too, our bodies go to the grave and that's the end of it. That's the end of your body. Boom. Psh, bye. Bye, double Ds. Adios. Hasta la never. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, but our spirit goes to God. And that's why, I, that's why we do what we do because we know that this is we're, we are not immortal. This is all going to end eventually. So like what we do in this existence is in preparation for the thing, for the bigger, for the bigger chicken dinner, winner, winner, chicken dinner, for the real thing, for the only thing that matters. And that's a seat that's reserved for us. If you decide to take Jesus as your Lord and savior. Anyways, where was I? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to I'm trying to evangelize, but I don't know if I'm making people go further away. That's why God said, guard your mouth. Lord, am I guarding my mouth? You let me know. Maybe that was him making me short circuit. You're not ready. <laughs> Clara, that, that was the Lord being like, you're not ready. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, that's it. Hi, Tangie. You guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. You know what? Record scratch here, editing. I want flashes here. I want cutting the show. We're cutting the short. You guys, I'm going to come back to Ecclesiastes. I'm not ready to do it. I just felt convicted right now. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you for sure? For no, real? I'm going to finish the story with Solomon, but I'm actually going to do another episode of Ecclesiastes. So actually, this is Ecclesiastes uh, volume one. Ecclesiastes... Uh, Part one or something. Pre, yeah, pre-Ecclesiastes. Yes, but I'm going to do this again. Wow. Because I, can, I don't know. I felt like convicted. There's something here that I'm not getting. I'm not here for. Maybe it's the puppy. Maybe it's something. I don't know. But I this is much bigger. And I don't know why I just got something like, it's not that I'm short-circuiting. It's that God wants me to stop talking because I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Mm. Bible Babe Jordan, episode 28, David and Absalom. Randomly sees his friend, Hashai and he goes, Hashai, is that you? Bruh, I haven't seen you since our high school reunion. And they like, you know, they get chummy. They see each other. Hashai's like, oh my gosh, boy, what are you doing? Like, you're a king. What's going on? Why, why are you sweating like this? And you know, that he, as a friend would do, uh, it doesn't really say this in the Bible, but you know, you can interpret like when two homies are reunited, they're asking about everything. How are you when you see your friend that you haven't seen in a minute? Like, how are your kids? How's everything? You know, and David confides in his friend and he lets him know, like, listen, my, my son's mad. My son's real mad at me. <laughs> He's trying to kill me, <laughs> you know? And um, David actually asks Hashai, listen, 
you can't come with me. If you come with me, you may get killed. Like, but Hashai knows that King David is a king. Okay, he's not just cualquier persona. He's not just like whatever, schlum, average schmo. He's the king still. And Hashai goes, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Let me know what you want me to do. And King David goes, listen, if you go back to Jerusalem, I need you to put your, you know, Meryl Streep actor face on. I need you to get in there and I need you to, to show face for me. But whatever you do, just don't betray me, please. Like... Just keep the ruse. Keep the ruse. Why are you scoffing at what King David is telling his friend? Why are, if you guys saw Clara's face, she gave the most, the loudest eye roll. What's what? What, Clara? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, please don't betray me. Duh. Like, what the fuck? But could you blame King David? So many people have betrayed him. I know, but like, do you think you're going to ask someone, please don't betray me? Yeah, no, but here's... You a, know what? Actually, I was going to No, I'll tell you, you one thing, though. Because despite King David's past of people hurting him and um, uh, betraying letting him. him down, betraying him, he still has faith. Bible Babe Sander, episode 38, Jehoshaphat's Prayer. And it gives insight into what's happening in, Jeho- in Jehoshaphat's life. Imagine going, be- coming into a place where you're like, not only do I need to fast, we all do. Did he tell them for how long they needed to fast? Um, no, there wasn't a specific, but there wasn't a specific amount of time. Because I'm thinking, even from a scientific point of scientific point of view, fasting is good because it's like it creates like a little cleanse on your body and your body can get rid of toxins and the organs start working better and like kind of levels up everything. But of course, only for a certain period of time. Then if you fast for too long, you're lacking nutrients, you're lacking energy. So it's hard for me to understand. Like I I get the whole prayer bit, but you're still going to a war. So if your whole city has been fasting for too long. Oh, Clara, this is such a good point. You're making such a good point because it's addressed. It's addressed okay. later on in the okay. book. Uh, oh, this is so good. Oh, mama. Listen, faith is nutritious, baby. Faith is nutritious. It's like a medium rare steak <laughs> with the sides, <laughs> with the potatoes and the mac and cheese. And the creamed spinach. <gasps> You're making me hungry. <laughs> Anyways, so there's this beautiful part of the Bible, you guys, in this chapter where Jehoshaphat leads with his people and he says a prayer for everybody. And it is so beautiful. Can I, ple- can I read it, please? Go on, yeah, yeah. It's so, guys. Will you allow me to read this prayer, Jehoshaphat's <laughs> prayer, the title of this episode? Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 5 to 12, I may skip around. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court, and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Skip to verse 9. If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, and pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Skip to 12. O oh, our God, 
will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And so when you said like, well, they're about to go to war. Don't you think starving is, is not going to be the best thing logically? Mamacita. A little bit, yeah. But Logically, intellectually, you are not wrong. But things of the spirit Faithfully. cannot be computed or transmuted with things up here, mamas. Very important. God gave us this too. You know what I'm saying? But it's a way for you to show your faith. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? Right? It's kind of like that. Like the ocean. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like, how deep is your faith? Now's the time. Let's see. Let's put. And also, right after this prayer, a temple worshiper comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, high tangy, not high tangy. But in this scene in the Bible, the first thing I thought was, have you ever been in a CVS and someone had a seizure? randomly uh, no <laughs> i know it's really specific i know it's really specific it happens twice to me in my life i don't what? understand yeah i'm like what's going on with cbs's and seizures <laughs> but anywho this when you see it happen it's like it's almost like shocking it's like jarring you know it's kind of like oh my god 2021 most viral TikTok clip with a whopping 76,000 views and almost 17,000 likes on TikTok is episode five, Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. So now we're in Egypt. We've got Abraham, Sarah, and Lot and their donkeys and stuff because Abraham was loaded. He was rich. I'm talking about Rick Ross rich. On the way to Egypt, Abraham goes to Sarah and he goes, listen, we are loaded. We got Rolexes in the back and the the donkey. The second we get into Egypt, they're gonna wanna sleep with you. But not just because he was rich, because Sarah was so damn hot. There's too much going on here, too flashy. Too what do you think she looked like? Okay, that's a very good question because Sarah at this time was 65, Abraham was 75 around that age. All right, never mind. No, 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 no. She, but she was still so hot. Throughout Genesis and other stories, everyone wants to sleep with Sarah. And I'm like, what is she giving? 2021 most viral Instagram clip with 17,000 views. Episode 18, Joshua and the Promised Land. God is now like, all right, God, we've neutralized the grounds, you know. Tip for tat, yin and yang, we got this now. So God goes, bae, now you can go back into the land of I and take it over. And I promise you that this time you will be victorious. And exactly that happens. Joshua rounds up his troops, sends them over. With God's help, they win. All I do is win because we always need God in order for us to be victorious because the only reason why we're victorious is because of God's grace. And this is what I'm like, okay, God, you're petty. Oh! <laughs> because <laughs> then God tells them, this time, whatever treasures you guys acquire, y'all can keep. Like I said, God doesn't have to give us anything. And I know it's an unusual thing to say. Christians fundamentally understand that God owes us nothing. We deserve death. What do you mean by that? In the wrong ears, that sounds wild. When God does show us acts of, yeah, you guys can keep that. He's having mercy on all of us. Maybe it's encouragement. Either way, it's a part of God's greater plan. The only thing we know is trust in God, believe in God, period. 2021, most viewed YouTube video with 21,000 views and counting. Episode 39, Ian Dunlap is the master investor. You want to know what bone I have to pick with my parents? Mm -hmm. Is that it felt like growing up, they weren't even interested in me. They weren't even interested in even getting to know me. They were interested in getting me to from A to B, but not once did they ask me like, Hey, what are you, what are you like? 
you know? It was different in that era, though. Right. And I also think when you're, you're, they were raised and born in like developing countries, a third world country, DR, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Trying to survive, you don't have room for emotion. Like, Mm. even with my parents, like my dad told me this like three years ago, he was like, our family never hugged. It's eight of them. They never hugged until the second Christmas that we had at my grandmother. So this is an 84. Like think culturally, like when you're trying to survive, there's almost no room for emotion. And then we weren't taught, like so generational wealth, everyone talks about it. But if we aren't taught how to love and how to parent, there is no room for generational wealth. The how do you era, break it? We have to start here, like start with friends, family, fellowship. And then I had to as well, so it takes one to know one. You have to forgive. Have to. It's tough as hell. And I know out the inside you like, I don't want to hear that. You got the formula? Day by day. Like once, put yourself in their shoes and to see what they were going through at that time. Because my dad was like, hey, imagine being 20. Then I'm 22 with like, or 25 with two kids. No job. I have to figure it out and mm-hmm. no support. And everyone's like, either you're going to fail or you're not, but you still got to take care of the kids. What do you have to do? I'm mm. like, now this is pre-internet, pre-Instagram. So it's not as easy to make money. Your back is against the wall. So once I started to see things, or even my granddad, God rest his soul, my granddad was in a war, got injured in a war real bad, came back. and Which war? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Know, if I exposed a blind spot. <laughs> One of those, Vietnam, Korean War, one of those, right? Because he had some little kids. Okay. You know, half black, half Asian. Anyway. Half um, black, half Asian? Are you half black, half Asian? Mm-mm. Just, oh, I'm noticing some little Asian. Is that an inappropriate? Oh, my gosh. No. I'm noticing. I was also going to say. If it is, cut it out. I'm, I'm noticing some Asian here. Yeah, yeah, cut that out. Ah! But, um, uh, do I look fat? No, no, you look great. Okay, sorry. Interrupted you. Um, I'm vain. No, you good. Um, and he came back from the war, and my grandma, Chris, was like very fair skinned. Like, she could pass her white. Married a white guy, my dad was telling me this stuff. I'm like, why is Granddaddy John like so cold? He's like, he's not cold. Like, you don't know what he's been through. Got hurt from the war, came back, injured. And her husband was like, your son can't stay in my house because he's black. What? Like, he told me that. And I was like, are you kidding me? That shit broke my soul. Like, so like, Grandma Chris is a half black, half white. But her son couldn't occupy the house that he was in with his mother because of racial divide. I can't imagine what that would do to change a person. Mm. And a lot of times I feel like our elders don't tell these stories because they may be too painful. Bingo. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, I, oh, and I feel like time is passing me. I, I feel like I'm, I'm like at a race for the clock. Like, yeah. When it comes to, especially my parents, because I'm thinking about them after. I mean, I'm 28 now, and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking already about how I'm going to take care of them. My parents, when they came to this country, for example, my mom, when she came to this country, she could have been, had her own practice in DR, had a different life. Mm -hmm. She wanted to give us a different kind of life, Mm -hmm. which meant she was no longer where she was in DR. Here, Mm -hmm. she was at the bottom. And my dad was like, 
un bandido. He was from he's he's the opposite. He was not born with money. Mm -hmm. He was just born with. He was a musician. His family, my, his family is a bunch of musicians. That's how I sing. Like my my dad's mm -hmm. line, my the Agramonte line is where I you you get this. Got you. And uh, but equals broke coming to this country, mm -hmm. and hearing you talk about that, it's the same way they don't talk about. It would be so beneficial for the next generation to hear mm -hmm. about how they got out of mm -hmm. their predicament. I could not even imagine. Think about this. Think about this. Sometimes it like it's so nutty to think, or not nutty, but my parents came to this country. Mm -hmm. They did not know the language. Mm -hmm. My dad got robbed so many times here to the point where like my mom, my dad, and my sister, because I wasn't around yet, she's older than me, they wouldn't eat. They would have one meal a day. My dad would have to split. My dad would yeah. like have to get like one chicken nugget and give the rest to his yeah. baby and like my it's mom. Sacrifice, yeah. And these are things that I'm knowing now and it's because I have to pry. Mm -hmm. But even then it takes, well, not my mom, but just my dad. My dad's a little warmer, right? Yeah. But like, I can't get anything out of her. But the things that I do know and that I've weaseled information out mm -hmm. of other people, I'm like, wow, if I had known this, it would have changed my perspective on, um, it would have given me more patience mm -hmm. with them, less resentment. Mm -hmm. Oh, resentment is literally the kiss of death yeah. when it comes to any kind of, um, like developing relationships. Yeah. I noticed that like, even the way I interact with men, I'm talking to this guy I'm really into right now, the first guy I've been into in years. Mm -hmm. And I realize that anytime we get vulnerable, I'll unconsciously make excuses to get off the phone. Why? You afraid? Uh, you did the thing again. Uh, Take your time. Uh, you like I, my little Oprah movie? I didn't know this was going to be therapy, but. I know. I guess I need this. Um, anytime he says something that makes me have to be vulnerable and drop the act mm -hmm. i get scared yeah or like um i feel like i feel like oh if they see me they won't they'll find out like oh i'm actually not who you think i am sort of thing who do you think that he thinks, thinks that i am like i don't know brianda the bible girl mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know or and i don't even think he wants that he's so he's so um when he speaks it's Oh, he's such a great thinker. Mm -hmm. That's the best. I, I, and it's kind of, it's scary to have mm -hmm. someone say something that's disarming and, you know, and, and. Does and he that, light up for you the same way you're lighting up now about him? Oh my God. I hope he doesn't watch this. Oh my God. I hope he does. Clara, we're this out, Clara. No, keep this in. <laughs> so I guess we're winding down. I Let's actually have a little surprise for you. What? <laughs> what, Clara? What, Clara? <laughs> so here's the thing, because I love how you put so much effort on your looks and i think you fucking kill it every time i have made a little compilation of episode one to episode 43 with you either saying hey father or you know making a little reference to your uh passion for fashion or for you know your outfits or whatever oh ah, let's have a look at it hey jesus what's up Hey, Jesus. You like my outfit? Too much leather. Too much... Oh, no, but I thought I looked... Okay, yep, you're right. Nope, I'll do better next time. Sorry. He said no more leather. <laughs> hey, Father. 
Hey, Dad. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. No, I'm sorry. I called you that. Hello, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for my life. Praise you for everything good. Hey, Jesus. Yeah, I'm good. I love you. Thank you for blessing me with life today and every day and the world. Thank you. Hey, Jesus. Oh, I'm doing well. Hey, Father. <gasps> yes. Oh, you like my gloves? Oh, I really wanted to impress you. You know that. Hey, Father. But other than that, like if there's a camera and a mic in front of me, I'm trying to play and... I don't, I don't want to look like everyone else. Hey, Father. Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh-huh. No, J-Lo was not the inspiration. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Oh, I'm doing well. Okay, you'll comment on what I'm wearing at the end. Great. Yeah. No, Father, I did not escape prison. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, great. I know I'm serving scary spies. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Ooh. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh. I got my hands tied, got a furry friend in the studio. Hey, Father, how you doing? Cool, and I really like my outfit. If you guys are not on the YouTube, gosh, one second, Brie, Jeez, one second. God, I'm always crying, but listen, um, I wanna give a shout out to my outfit today. Hey, Father, how you doing? I am, um, I look different again this week. You look orgy. Um, wearing a very nice, very nice wig and this outfit, guys. If you guys are not watching the YouTube channel, come to the YouTube, come to the YouTube. I'm trying to entice you to come to the YouTube, if you haven't noticed. I look like, um, I look like my tia, like una tia, como mi tia morena, mi tia titina, who just came from La República Dominicana. They come to Nueva York. They, they, they just did a, a the liposuction. But they forgot their arms. Isn't it the <laughs> other way around? New Yorkers going to DR to get the lipo? <laughs> yes, no, what I say, what I say is, I got the lipo oh, just came in, back. La, in Santo Domingo. Y vine pa acá, and I come here to my family. <laughs> and I'm here. That is what it looks like. If not, you tell me, what is my name? I stay in the comments, tell me what my name is. I think my name is Gladys. Hey, Father. For those of you who are not watching, you guys know that uh, I'm a fab girl. I put a lot of effort into my outfits. I experiment a lot. And you know, sometimes, what you guys don't catch, sometimes it doesn't always work. <laughs> and today is one of those days. I was going for this really avant-garde, like, uh, situation that involved like a different hairstyle and it just wasn't working out. And I was already an hour late. Like I was like, I have to leave. So I put on this outfit, I'm literally wearing pajamas, guys. Hey father, how you doing? Discount rate Doja Cat. Wait, what? I oh, father, you are spicy. That was not very nice. Hey father, how you doing? Hey, Father. And I look like an 80s or 90s. Uh, Hot bombshell. Uh, would you say I have bangs, uh, some clip-on bangs. I was going for uh, 
Posh Spice meets Streetwalker meets Government Hooker meets Glamazon. Hey, Father. How you doing? (laughs) Let's just start it off. You guys, let's talk about what I'm wearing. I look like I was rejected from uh, the movie Dune. I look like I... I, it's it's very confusing. Um, I was gonna say a gypsy meets some kind of like emperor. Like, what do you think? Cleopatra what? slash mm. Roman emperor, 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 emperatrice. I got you, empress. Listen, Clara. I the listeners don't know this, but I came in originally with something else, and I looked like a, a fabulous pirate. However, the corset. I sat down on this couch, and I could barely feel my lungs. Hey, Father. How you doing? Hey, Father. How you doing? I'm doing well. So, what story are we doing this week? You are so creative. Great. Call back later. Inhale love. Exhale kindness. Inhale love. Exhale. Oh my gosh, my fire is so tight. Jesus, I can barely breathe. Oh, I feel like a stuffed sausage. Mmm, sausage. Chicken sausage. Oh, I miss pork. Ooh. Hey, Father. How you doing? Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, Oh, I was just reading my Bible. Hey, Father. Hey, Father. Oh, you know what? This hair, this job, this podcast, it's heavy. It gets heavy sometimes. No, really heavy. I have a migraine, Father. This is poetic. Like, the fact that I'm with the master investor in a dollar bill dress. $100 bill. Is this $100? Yes, $100. That's fire with them boots and that coat. I'm trying not to get my chichos in. I'm a $100 bill. Like, not my fupa. But, like, yes, guys, look at me. Look at me. (laughs) Hey, Father. How you doing? <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Um, for those of you who are not watching the YouTube channel, you are not currently seeing the vibes today. Today, I went with uh, Lilo from The Fifth Element. Hey, Father. How you doing? Hey, Father. How you doing? My top favorite things, like I thought I was going to work in beauty, makeup, uh, journalism was my first love, music, and I'm doing like beauty is involved in all of that. I mean, well, you definitely I think it's super obvious, especially with the outfits, like the makeup that you choose to do for yourself. Like you take a long time, but you do it because this is so important to you. Wow. I mean, Jesus is for the fabulous women, too. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. That was so great. Thank you, Clara, for that. You're an angel. We all love you more for it. Shout out to Clara. Shout out to shout Sick. Shout out to Brianda. Shout out, yeah, shout out to Sick. Shout out to Sick. All of us, you, me, and Sick, we are going to... WTF Media. Oh, I'm sorry. In WTF Media Studios. I'm sorry. And WTF Media Studios for... A year of laughs, a year of the gospel, a mm-hmm. year of, um, you know, 
making dreams come true. It really, it really feels like it. A hundred percent. It feels like we're, we're, we're not in the incubator anymore. I think this has a pulse on its own and I'm excited to see where 2022 takes us. And I wanted to thank you as well, because, you know, of course these for me wouldn't have been possible without you. And I really appreciate the opportunity because, you know, I love what I'm doing here. So Clara, my little baby. Wait, why don't we? I have something. I have a surprise for you. Ah, What is it? We going to pop some holy champagne. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I, uh, if I, uh, I don't know. Okay. While while we talk, I'm going to open this champagne. That's forward. So listen, Clara. Clara. I am so proud of us. I mm. really, it's, it's easy to talk about your stuff and Takio-ish, you know what I'm saying? When you really are proud of what you do. And I know the amount of hours that you work, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to have someone have that much care into a product. Cause it's obvious that I have a care about this. My face is on it. My name's on it. That's mm. whatever. But to have someone step in, make improvements, see where things need to fix, be changed or uh, improved and do it to actually meet someone that does it. Is as crazy as you. Yeah, it's okay. You know what? Fine. Yes. Okay. That's great. We are crazy about it, but it's true. We care a lot about it. We care about the final product and then we are strict with the results. So I guess that's why things are. It was nice like seeing all the. You know, like all the episodes, see how we start. Because I, I, I start counting us at episode 22nd, which is where I started, mm-hmm. you know, taking over. And um, even the progress from, from episode 22nd to now, like how we've been playing with the camera angles. How Papa! <laughs> Yay! I, I'm sorry. I wish I could have made that. I don't know why I did that. I don't have nice things. I don't know why I did that. I don't go out much. I don't party. I, I know that that's not the way it's supposed to go. Ah, ah, nah, all right. Mazel, mazel tov, Clara. Wait, Clara, I swear I didn't, no se que me pasó. It was like a Pavlovian response. Come, come. Does it, can it, can it, can you can come hang out here? Yes. I think this, um. I mean, or just to. Just, oh, yes. Wait, can you do my mom, please? <laughs> in case you guys haven't noticed, Clara is the mom of the group. Man, thank you so much, Clara. This is the best. This is much deserved. Okay, then no, let's take it over there. You can go over there. Because I want you to be comoda. Did you, need, did you need more? No, that's fine. Okay. Chin uh, chin. Chin chin. Chin chin. Are we chin chin and right? Yes, okay. chin chin. Chin chin, Clara, I love you. This year has been amazing. The best part, I will say this is the best part, is making a new friend. Oh, like you, 100% agreed. You yes. are my friend. You yes. are going to be in my wedding one day. If I yes. have one, I may not have one, but like yes. that's been the biggest plus of all of it is having like like a big sister to you know, 100% agreed. Oh, thank you. Oh, Ching cheers ching. to us. Happy New Year's, guys. Mwah. Wait, Clara. Oh, my ugly nails. Hell no. No, Ching Clara, ching. stop it. Oh, my goodness gracious. 
Clara, wait. Now that we're here, let's take a sip because we already we already cheers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, only the best. Mm-hmm. Mm. You guys. On an empty stomach. We got some Corbell. Wait, I record. Oh, shit, it's for. I know. Listen, next year's best of, we'll have Moet. Okay, <laughs> when we have a Moet budget, that's what we'll do. But wait, Claire, before we leave, let's give the listeners a bit of, I don't know, I hate resolutions, but oh. something that we're looking forward to for next year for each of us. What's something that you want? I know yours. Stop swearing or swearing less. I know you've mentioned this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mine... I think, well, you know, I've been getting my nail license. I've been, you know, trying to start a little something. So my 2022nd resolution would be to like start my nail brand pretty much. To start your nail brand. Yeah. As a nail artist. As a nail artist. Not not, not like nail products, but as a nail artist. Like make make a name for myself, basically. I see it. I believe in you. I believe in you. I've seen you work at mm. things and it, that's all it takes. It takes heart and hard work and you are relentless, mm. honey. So mm-hmm. yeah, I believe it. And I can't wait till you do my nails, yes. girl. 100%. Um, even though I've been playing the guitar, that's why I like having my short nails. It's really fun. Um, wait, give me a, per- give me um, a personal one. Do you have a personal one or maybe a resolution for the podcast? Now that that's a Clara individual. Like, I would say taking it to the next level, but I feel like we do this every episode anyways. <laughs> say that. Okay. I like it. Okay. So let's just keep on. Just keep growing, basically. Keep on the, going. On the keep pod, yeah. being more ex- uh, experimental and yeah. keep doing our thing. Um, what about you? Well, well, thank you for posing that for me. Look at us playing <laughs> tennis in conversation. Uh, <laughs> Uh, New Year's resolution. Again, you 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 revealed one of them. I want I want to swear less. Mm-hmm. I want to sharpen all around my communication styles. Sharpen, sharpen, sharpen. I want to be a better conversationalist, more present, less in my head. I want to remove that. Um, I want to keep meditating. I'm right now at a certain minute mark. I would like to add another twenty on that. Mm-hmm. And um, ah, I have one. As we continue to grow, I don't want to shapeshift my beliefs over the, what the audience desires. I have a tendency of needing That's to true. please, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I like that one. I, I like wanna, that one, and I wanna, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be on top with you. Please. I want yeah. to stick to my guns, you mm-hmm. know, and as much care as I put in the product, I kind of want to be cared less when it comes to being here, like... I want to keep it on. I want to, mm. I want to be myself. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, this is the last one. Maybe not 2022, maybe 2023. I don't know. The last year of Bible stories, you know, we're going to end. We have a, at the end of Revelations is when Bible stories would end. I want to make a jingle for Bible stories with Brianda, like a little oh, intro. Oh, yeah, because you are a musician. Yeah. And dude, um, I told you, one of my favorite pods, Jared's Enjoy, Jared Brady, his podcast mm. Enjoy. He has an intro that's so cute. Megan Trainer, You know Megan Trainer. Oh, you know I'm all about that bass. About oh, that yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she just started a podcast that's incredible with her brother, Ryan Trainer, mm-hmm. And she sings the the intro of it. And it's so cute. The podcast is called Working On It. And the, the tune is like, cause I'm working on, working on it. Cause I'm working on, okay, working I got on it. it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and like I have like a it. little thing for us. And I would, obviously, I would produce it. I want to produce it. I want to get better at Pro Tools so I can produce beats. 
Okay, uh, okay, enough. There are a lot. It, it's, that's one year that we have ahead. Break. I know. Like, I'm crazy enough to make these things happen. I have to make them happen. The swearing is going to be tough. Yeah, t- swearing is going to be tough. Yeah, swearing is going to be tough. But anyway, we'll anyways, you guys, Christmas already passed. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And and what? Tell us what are your um, New Year's Eve resolutions? What are you guys trying to get better at this? Mm -hmm. leave them in the comments let us know what your new year's resolutions are Mm -hmm. and also if you had a favorite moment of bible stories that wasn't included put it in the comments Mm -hmm. because i want to see them like this is this is really fun reviewing all of the the archives of bible stories that's it's hilarious and i can't wait till we get to year two anyways guys cheers thank you for sticking around with us Anyone who's here today is here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So this is to us. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Mm-hmm.